Hey there, this is Gabby, and you're listening to Rookie Mom Chronicles. Today, I think it's episode four. Um, I actually debated and considered not even recording because I haven't been in the most clear mind state. I can't even speak, as you can tell already. Um, so, but I decided that this is why I started my podcast to just kind of journal right in an audio way audible way and um no matter who's listening even if it's one person zero five six a hundred this is more just like an outlet right and if it helps somebody that's amazing and if it helps me that's amazing so i'm just gonna roll with it and get started i debated again on my topics and I landed on just talking about what's been going on more than anything. So, as you all know from my previous uh, episodes, I have anxiety and I studied therapy recently. And so, as I studied therapy, I basically have been digging really deep into old memories and things that have been traumatic uh, things that have been painful, and while I'm in therapy, right, it's very helpful and is very positive because I really like my therapist, and she's very easy. Um, she's very good at kind of turning around my thinking and like exploring painful things without leaving a bad taste in my mouth to kind of like rationalize things. But when I'm not with her. I just started therapy, so it's very hard for me to do it on my own. So I've been kind of, my mind just have been has been racing a lot, and it's very hard uh, to stop. I don't know how to stop it, to be honest. It's like it's always going, no matter if I'm watching TV, if I'm hanging out with my daughter, if I'm about to go to sleep. There's always something that I'm thinking about, and so it's been it's been difficult but at the same time it's been pretty therapeutic uh other podcasts that i listen to that i really enjoy have been talking about different mental health issues like uh, mood disorders anxiety like postpartum anxiety and stuff like that and one of them was um the new mama's podcast and they were talking a lot about how they were just kind of analyzing and wondering if they've gotten the their anxiety from their parents and from the way their parents parent them. And that was really, uh, what's the word, cathartic for me, I guess, because they really had me thinking deeper and deeper and how, yes, a lot of my, I mean, it's kind of like a duh moment, but I'm actually digging deeper and how my anxiety and my negative self-talk and my self-doubting and not um not always believing in myself in certain areas stems from certain things on how I was parented right and and it's been hard to explore that because I never want to offend my parents or see them in a negative lighting Obviously, they did the best they could. They always meant well. They never wanted to hurt me. They never wanted to put me in a place where I wasn't happy. And so that's, 
important to keep in mind, right? This is not just me bashing my parents or saying like they neglected me or anything crazy. It's just that the way that they were parented and the way that they parented me left some um, negative self-talk, like I said, and just struggles, I guess, anxiety in general. And so this kind of came full circle this week, like I said, because now I'm kind of connecting it not only with how my parents were parenting me, but how I'm parenting my daughter. And so I already knew that I wanted to do things differently in many ways. And I have been. But at the in the back of my mind, when things don't go perfect, I wonder if I'm doing it right. I wonder if this is the right way to do it. Or I just plain start telling myself, not plain, oh my God, I can't talk. I flat out start telling myself, oh, you're not a good mother. This is not good enough. You're not doing it right. And stuff like that. And so it's hard because at those times, it's usually when I'm alone with her. And it's usually during challenging times, like when there's whining going on and things like that. And it's hard to snap out of it, right? So I try to, from the outside looking, from, what's the word? Like if you see me, you might think I'm really cool and collected and I'm just handling the situation or trying to. But in my head, I'm just like, oh my God, you're not doing anything right. You're not doing, you know, you're not a good mother. You should be so much better and stuff like that. So this really um, caused me to start looking more into the whole reparenting thing. I've heard about it before. Kind of sounded like a buzzword to me at the time. Um, But I actually started to find more meaning, right? And to, I mean, this is just the beginning. I can't, I'm no expert, right? But I'm trying to reparent myself in those situations. So whenever I am thinking negatively, I just tell, I start telling myself like, no, you're not a bad mom. You're doing the best you can. You know, your child is happy and healthy and that's all that matters, right? Um, the times that are hard right now, it's because we're becoming, you know, we're getting into, excuse me, the toddler stage and she's, she's going to be 18 months in a few days. And so there's a lot more whining, right? When she doesn't get what she wants, um, there's a lot of crying and stomping on the floor. She tries to drop to the floor when I pick her up, all those things. And sometimes I found myself avoiding certain things to avoid the tantrum. And then I realized that I'm not really doing her service that way because... Her tantrums aren't problematic. They're not super long. You know, it's not like we need a behaviorist to help us. It's just that I need to learn to manage them while while staying calm. So, for instance, I used to hide the car keys because every time she saw the car keys, she would want them and it would be like a whole thing. So at some points, it is good for me to hide the car keys because I don't want to deal with that. And it's also distracting her from whatever she's playing with if she sees them. But there's also times where it's okay to have them there and to explain to her, you know, we don't play with our keys. The keys are for when we're driving or something, something like that, right? Uh, I'm also trying the whole gentle parenting, if I haven't said this already. 
you know, attachment parenting, gentle parenting. And while it can become very natural on the good days and the good moments, it can also be very hard on the rough times because that's not how we were parented, right? My parents, they would just raise their voice. They never hit me or anything, but they raised their voice. There was a lot of blaming, I realize now, you know, like, Things like if I was at the supermarket and I did something that was considered unacceptable, which looking back, it was just like normal child behavior. Like I was trying to touch things and play with something and be annoying and obnoxious, right? Um, I remember my mom telling me like, don't embarrass me, which is like this really scary phase. And even though she never laid a hand on me, I remember being afraid and just kind of like feeling inadequate I guess so those little things I don't want to I don't want to do that to my child right I want her to know as I've seen in many examples online um for example if they're playing with the car keys we can tell her like oh car keys are not a toy we can play with blah 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 and I can give her something else that jingles right or if she's some another thing that she's doing a lot is she tries to smack the dog she starts by petting him really nicely And then she tries to smack him, which in retrospective is kind of our fault because you know how we, how you pat a dog. Sometimes we have a big dog, so sometimes we pat him strongly. And of course, she's probably taking that as it's okay to hit or something, right? So she's literally smacking him. So we've stopped uh, doing that with the dog. We Now we do all gentle, gentle pats. But of course, she hasn't stopped yet. And then she tries to like poke his eyes. She tries to pinch him. It's a whole thing. And he's like the most patient. But obviously, one, it's not fair to him. Two, it's not safe if the dog one day gets pissed and tries to, you know, bite her or anything crazy. We've never had any issues. But I always intervene. And it's hard to teach her, like, you know, I can say gentle a million times. And she does know it's gentle because she starts, she does it when I tell her to do it gently. So she's understanding But obviously, the self-control is not there yet, right? So I've had a hard time where once I tell her something a few times, then I end up raising my voice. And then immediately, it's like this light bulb, just like, oh, I'm becoming my mother. And again, if my mom ever hears this, I don't want her her feelings to be hurt, right? Because this is not about bashing her. This is about me finding my way of parenting my child. So... Mom, I love you. If you're listening, this is not done to hurt you. It's just me processing my own experiences. So I've been having a lot of struggle with that in certain situations. For example, another one that happened this week, we went to the park. And she's been. we've been going to this park for a few weeks now. I mean, sometimes we meet up with Audrey and Mia. And it's really cool because it's a shaded park. So even on sunny days, we can go and stay there till like 10, 11 while the sun is a little strong. Anyways, I digress. We went to the park and there was older boys that were trying to go down the slide. And she was trying to go down the slide. Now, of course, she doesn't know how to say excuse me yet. So I'm trying to walk her through it. The boys weren't really friendly towards her because they were in their own like playing on a pirate ship or something in their imagination so one of them kind of yelled at her 
And the parents didn't notice. I, I'm assuming the parents didn't think anything of it because it wasn't something crazy. But I think it was one of her, her first experiences where somebody wasn't being super sweet to her. Because, you know, being a little baby, everybody's like, oh, hi, how old is she? Blah, 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 you know. So I kind of sat back and watched her to see what she did. And it was kind of cute because I saw her kind of yell at him back because he was telling her she couldn't go on the slide. And he, she just was like, da, 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 and started yelling at him. And then she got on the slide and went anyways. So I was like, go, you know, good for you. Because as a kid, I was definitely um, a pushover in many, many ways. So I was kind of proud in that moment. But what happened later, literally an hour, no, no, 30 minutes, she went and tried to smack a kid. Okay, I'm missing a part. I'm sorry, guys. That the same kid, when he was leaving, she tried to go give him like a high five or something. And she and he kind of smacked her on her arm. So at the time, I was like, oh, you know, my baby, because this kid was like eight years old. But the mom was like, no, we don't hit our friends or something. What do you say? And so he immediately apologized. It was no big deal. But I also have to teach her that she needs to respect people's spaces. She's a hugger. She walks up to anybody like at the playground and hugs them. So I'm trying to work with her and to let her know, like, you know, step aside and wave. Don't just hug anybody. People don't want to be hugged. So it's a challenge, right? Because obviously there's only so much she's going to understand. But what I'm where I'm going with all of this is that later a kid was trying to play with her and then she went and smacked him. Not smacked him, but like kind of tapped him on his arm. And to me, it was like, you know, like my precious baby, because she's always positive and smiling and happy. And so I'm immediately like, no, we don't hit our friends, but she can't say the word sorry yet. So I really had no idea how to handle it. The parent was not offended at all. The kid was kind of taken aback, but was not hurt or crying. It was very minimal. But to me, in my in my head, it was so magnified, like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? How do I handle this? And then you feel a little bit of embarrassment, not because I don't feel like people are going to judge my parenting because it wasn't so dramatic. But I definitely feel like people might judge her. Right. If you see a kid smacking another one, you might be like, yeah, let's not play with them until you kind of see what kind of kid they are. Right. So. That was something that happened. And in the time, I think I handled it well. Like, just I just redirected her. I apologized to the kid. Blah, blah, blah. She went to play with something else. And then the same thing happened again two days later. We went to the park, and then another kid was playing, minding his own business, and she did the same thing. So now I was like, okay, you know, we don't do this, we don't do this, blah, 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 blah. And I think I had already seen a little bit of her attitude change earlier. So eventually I was like, you know what? I think it's best that we go and we try again tomorrow. So do I know that she understood why I did that? No, I have no idea. Um, But it was definitely more about me in that moment because I was kind of like afraid that she was going to do it again to somebody else. And even though, again... This is not something where anybody was crying. She didn't really harm anybody. It's just something that took me aback, and I have no idea how to deal with it yet. So, um, all of this to say is little things like this 
have become have been clouding my mind. So another thing, like I said, she's been whining a lot. So one thing she's been doing is like she likes to grab a pen and draw on this notebook that we have. So I try to keep it away. And then whenever she finds it, if she's in, if she's listening and sitting properly and all not properly, but you know, she's not running around with the pen, then I let her do it. So the other day she was coloring. Now she started drawing on her hand. She started drawing on her pants. She started trying to draw on her, on the tablecloth. So I'm telling her. And at that point I realized like, wait, I think she understands more than I think, right? Because in those moments I feel like, oh, when I speak in long sentences, she might not understand me. Maybe she doesn't know why I'm taking things away. Obviously, she knows I'm taking it away and she gets pissed. But I told her, hey, do you want to go back downstairs, which is where we were playing before? And she just kept saying no. So I said, okay, so we draw on the paper. This is where we draw. We draw on the paper and I would show her. And then I gave her like three or four chances. And after like the fourth time, I was like, okay, I gave you a chance. Now we're going to go where you can play safely or something like that. And she was screaming. But it was so, it was empowering for me. Because I think I gave her a reasonable amount of um, opportunities And obviously, I can't expect self-control, but maybe she starts making the connection. Like, when I don't do it how she wants me to do it, then I might, I might get, I might lose that opportunity to play with whatever I'm playing with. So, she was screaming, kicking, and all that. Brought her back downstairs where her little play kitchen is and other toys. And after literally one minute, she was done and she was playing with something else. So... That was empowering for me because I didn't lose my cool. I stay calm. And I'm definitely trying to do that more and more. Um, It's definitely interesting. I always joke around that the terrible twos came early. Because when you first have a baby or before you have a baby, you always hear about the terrible twos, the terrible twos. But you never realize that it's not really about the terrible twos. It's whenever that kid, whenever your kid starts to be more mobile, exploring, they're not fully verbal yet, so they can't express themselves. So this is a long phase. It's not going to go away the minute she has, I don't know, 20 words. I'm assuming because also they have that need for control. So it's definitely interesting, right? And, And I'm working on it. I'm trying to be very mindful when I do get into those negative spaces to, and to just allow myself, you know, to remind myself, like, no, you're doing the best you can. Just because your kid is screaming, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong. Actually, you're probably teaching them something. If you're doing it respectfully, right, and you're not hurting them in the process. So I thought it would be interesting to unpack all of this because literally I haven't talked about it. I don't think I've talked about it with anybody, maybe a little bit with a friend, but I haven't really processed it. And it's just like my mind has been racing, racing, racing. And so I really do think that my anxiety, I don't know if everybody's anxiety, but my anxiety is basically running my life right now. You know, it's like 
for on one side, um, processing and analyzing my whole past and childhood and things that uh, weren't as happy as other memories. On the other side, I told you last time that I'm preparing for a family vacation. And it's like today I realized, oh, my God, I literally wasted two weeks stressing about it because I'm excited about it and I'm looking forward to it. But I am stressing myself out with the most silly little things. You know, we're going to stay with family. There's a baby where we where we're going so there's certain things that if I forget, we will have access to. And of course, we can always go shop if we need to. And I have been running lists in my head and organizing things and putting things together in certain parts of the house so that I can eventually pack this week. And it's driving me insane because, as you know, I'm a teacher. I got to go back to work in September. And I realize that when I turn around... It's going to be mid-August and the summer's going to be almost done. So, like, I need to chill. Literally take a chill pill because times are rough. And last but not least, as I said, the anxiety kind of seeps into my um, parenting, right? When I start doubting myself and when I start... And when it came to the baby part the baby phase even though i know i had no idea what i was doing i slowly started to pick up my uh confidence right i kind of figured out what i was doing how i was doing it even though people gave me unsolicited advice and pressure i didn't really care i just i was able to tune that out but now that my daughter is growing and she's changing and we're entering a new phase i definitely find myself needing to, I guess, rebuild that confidence and kind of, I guess, trial and error and see what happens, what works. I signed up for a class, like a free class, but I can't remember. Let me open up my email. Maybe I'll find it. It was something I found on net on Netflix. Oh my God. On Instagram. And it was like a free um, class on Let's see. On toddler. The three reasons why you need to watch this masterclass. I'm reading this email. I'm sorry. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. It's the three secrets to punishment-free parenting that feel good. And so I wanted to try that out. Now, I have no idea where did I get this person from. Jess Vanderweer. I know she's on Instagram in one of those toddler accounts. Let's see. Maybe it's our mama village. It might be our mama. I think it might be our mama village. I don't know if you ever seen. Yes. If you ever seen that uh, account. I started following a while back ago. And to be honest, I don't think I ever paid attention to the content as much but that's where I started to I saw something on her stories and then I ended up going into her page and I saw the whole reparenting thing and I found that useful and then she happened to I know she sells a course and I'm all for you know online courses that will be helpful especially in this area because I really don't know what I'm doing I think but I wanted to you know first take the free class and then see what happens um 
So I will let you know. If I enjoy it, I'll probably share it on my Instagram. But yeah, today is kind of like a short episode, I think. Well, it's 24 minutes in, so it's not that short. I just wanted to um, kind of put it all out there and get it off my chest. And hopefully somebody out there understands what I'm going through. Maybe you have similar experiences. Maybe you fear uh, getting to a toddler phase. Or maybe you had a challenging experience, whatever it may be. Feel free to message me, um, Rookie Mom Chronicles on Instagram. You can just DM me, tell me about your experiences or anything that may have connected with yours. And also, we are on Apple now. So if you continue to listen and you are happy with it, I know that I am rambling a lot, so I'm learning and I'm going to get better with time. But please leave us a review if you can, if you have time, or a rating. Ratings are quick, so maybe a rating for now. And then as you continue to listen, you feel um, cool with leaving a review. All right, I have the advice cards that I said I was going to bring up for my shower. And I filtered through them because a lot of them say the same thing, to be honest. So I didn't want to just waste my time taking a million cards out. And they all say the same thing. But one of them is from one of my favorite people. This is from my friend Antoinette. And her advice was very simple, but I could just feel the love when I read it. And it says, don't be afraid to hold her as much as you want. She will not be spoiled. She will feel and know love. That literally just melted my heart because um, so many people told me like, oh, babies don't get spoiled. But that one line of she will feel and know love, that just melted my heart. And I think it is true. So if anybody out there is having a baby or just had a baby Hold your baby as long as you want. This is the time you have to build that bond. Don't listen to what anybody tells you. It's your baby. You're the boss. Your rules. Another one that I got that I really enjoyed. It says, treasure every moment. Time flies. You blink and they are adults. That scares the crap out of me. And then it says, be patient, loving, compassionate, understanding, supportive. I really love all of this. And the last one says, every time they enter the room, make sure your eyes your eyes light up, even when you're tired. And that was really cool because it's kind of a reminder, right, to be present with your child no matter what and to let them see that they are really your world right now and that you want to see anything they want to show you and that you're interested in anything they're interested in and that you want to get to know them and you love them um unconditionally so that is just like such a sweet message and i think i'm gonna leave it at this because i don't want to keep reading a bunch of um cards i want to save some for another day thank you so much for taking time out of your out of your day to listen if you have any topics or ideas that you want me to discuss So far, because it's the beginning of my podcast, I have been doing my personal experience, but I do have plans of um, involving moms in my life into these episodes. So 
that will happen. I just have to organize it and get through it. And, of course, I can always do another, you know, a different topic that requires research. It doesn't have to be all about my experience. Anything that's helpful or interesting, I'm willing to do. So, please contact me if you want to. And I will see you next week. I'm going to drop another episode every Monday. So, again, thank you for your time. And I hope you have a great, great week. Bye. Un beso. Gracias.